0: Hi there, this is Tessa
1: and Matthew, and we're devouring and dissecting the original programming of TV's crown jewel, HBO, starting with its top 10 shows of all time, according to New York Magazine's Vulture.
0: You're listening to HBO's. What can we say? We're sluts for HBO. Hey Matthew.
1: welcome back
0: welcome back to episode four mr show with bob and david
1: yeah we're back for another episode
0: boy do we have thoughts
1: <laughs> our first um i would say our first bona oh, that's not true i was gonna say our first bona fide comedy but curb
0: yeah curb i would say our first that we did not love
1: Yeah, this is going to be a a light pan (laughs) with some qualifications, but um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. our first sketch show. For for our listeners, so you
0: were on this journey with us. I felt as though Matthew and I were almost cramming for a midterm, basically, the way this one went down. We were like, how are you doing with watching? Not good. Me too. I need more time. Me too. And then we both got to a point where we're like, fuck this. I can't finish this shout. I can't do it. I don't know if you finished it. I did
1: not. Not. I watched yeah. all. Of se- okay. I watched all of season one. The, yeah. Uh, well, all four I, I was rounding the corner. Yeah. All four episodes. I was rounding the corner season it, two. Yeah, well, not rounding the corner. Good. I must have been like, I watched season one of episode two. I blacked out for seasons two, for episodes two through five. Like, I literally could not tell you what. Like, I was watching them, but I was just yeah. Like, so. Yeah. It, and then, and then. Mm-hmm. We gave ourselves permission to kind of thought, bump around and and um you know like tap into the pe- the people that love it, aka one author uh, for vulture. <laughs> we need one.
0: to get a not podcast and be like,
1: "Can you? Who tell was us it? Like, Who was the name the, of the right? journalist?
0: Oh wait, actually, hold on. I have the best twenty four sketches right here, and it was written by. I don't know if he also contributed to the list. But it oh, it's two people, Bradford Evans and Josh Kirk. Written in
1: 2013. So um I please let's get on the show.
0: (laughs) Yeah, hey guys. Level with us. I also, Matthew, should should say that I did not watch most of this sober, um, because (laughs) I couldn't I
1: really couldn't do it. I was like, I need
0: I'm in California, sleep all year. I just uh, yes, need a little
1: system. Yeah, being better for it. Yeah, it was just rough, sober. It
0: was like, what is going on? And then like, I enjoyed it a little bit more, but that was even a stretch because I also really couldn't tell you like my list of like favorite sketches. I'm like, oh, the one where they talked about that thing. That was kind of funny.
1: (laughs) Even the ones that I I had only one laugh out loud moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, which which we can talk about the rest like even the ones that were good i was like pleasantly like that was clever but Mm -hmm. i was never like guffawing um great word (laughs) (laughs) well but but that being said like and mm -hmm. we can talk about it when we get to like the history and legacy and everything like that Yeah, yeah yeah as as per usual i'm once i'm able to do a little background and like Mm -hmm. research something even if i didn't get anything out of it i can understand and appreciate the legacy of something because Mm -hmm. it was very um it does have a very important place in the history of alt comedy Mm -hmm. um, in american television Mm -hmm. and they were doing this um in the very very early days of hbo before the big banner before the big tentpole shows put the network on the map this was 1995 before the sopranos before sex in the city wow that, well, that's a very that's a it's a bit of a wasteland in terms of streaming <laughs> cable television so mm-hmm. like and apparently the show had basically no viewership mm-hmm. at the time um, Maybe. uh so there are definitely and you can also see you can trace its influence like you know there's yeah. um but but did i enjoy it no <laughs> like i don't I, I did not let me be clear for it's gonna be a
0: clip
1: <laughs> i did not i i hated watching this show hated. yeah yeah this was, <laughs> i this mean was i don't mince words yeah i,
0: um, I think yeah. i agree with everything you're saying i think that i can see why it was important for the time i also do love both bob and david i would recommend to listeners if you don't know the podcast smart list you should really check it out hosted by jason bateman will arnett and john hayes it's fantastic and they have both of them on separately and it is very interesting to hear about their careers and their talk of the show and hearing like i mean they just had like such great chemistry on and off the screen they truly just love working together and we're just so grateful to have a chance to make a show together so i was trying to remind myself that you know when watching it but like you're saying i mean there is also a difference between appreciation and just enjoyment. And I just like, there was a few times I like laughed for sure. And I, I can appreciate the originality of a sketch show where like the beginning sets the tone for the entire episode and it's like a theme and it's all been tie back. Like I was like, okay, that's kind of clever and different. That's not something SNL does. You know, I don't know how many other shows do that, but um, I think the other thing that was tough for me was just like, why is this in the top 10 and i think that made it harder for me to enjoy i was just like beep should have had this slot i haven't seen six feet under but i've heard that's phenomenal i'm not even the biggest game of thrones fan but i also was like that maybe could have been here i just don't understand why this out of everything on hbo was recognized so highly and i think that made it harder for me to
1: enjoy it feels like a legacy, a legacy slot, or like a mm-hmm. impact, slot, an impact play, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Because I agree with you. Like, I mean, or we love insecure you and insecure. Can insecure. Yeah. I can see insecure mm-hmm. breaking in. Um, totally. Um, I don't know, girl, girls. <laughs> be- <laughs> some may people be will,
0: a Some
1: on people it. will kill us. Some yeah, yeah, yeah. That have, be um,
0: but the top ten
1: i, I like, think it's a, i oh, think it's a legacy man. nomination for sure i just this, think this, yeah yeah it was tough to oh yeah because we've been
0: gushing about every other show and then this one yeah just like
1: yeah <laughs> and and like for, for example i mean also thinking back on it now like Cur- for, i like curb don't love but I would still probably like. I mean, we're we're gonna go back at the end and and analyze the top yeah. ten and see what, and whatever. Yeah. But um, Curb, I would probably keep in there, just for the legacy and impact factor.
0: Yeah, I would say more impact for that one
1: too. Could but like this show, but it, and sometimes you enjoy watching Curb, but like I did, I rarely enjoyed watching this. Almost never. Um.
0: And I think like we said too, because it's funny, like I have also thank you to our fans, love our fans. I'm talking about a Curb episode with a few of our fans and they were saying how they were like all fans of Curb who've watched over the years. And they're like, man, that must've been a tough binge. And it really is not a binge show. So that, but it still, I think does deserve a top 10 despite, you know, our like shtick about binging everything. I think that alone deserves it. This tough binge and tough general
1: watch and like also you know I don't know like ske- there there's there are plenty of sketch shows right like it's mm-hmm. not I mean maybe not on HBO I also. used to love Mad TV right or like I mean TV. I've been a lot SNL you know but that but SNL is also um you know broadcast. Yeah, and they go ups and downs, too. They have ups and downs. It's a, it's also a much longer running program than this and started before this, too. Yeah. I just don't, like, it's just not, even among sketch shows that I've watched, mm-hmm. like, I don't even think it's, and I don't think it's a, like, it's not a, like, oh, well, it was in the 90s thing, like. hmm And it's not even like, oh, you don't like alt comedy. It's not even that because like there's Mm -hmm. plenty of alt comedy things that I like and appreciate. But this is just like, it just, there are too many swings and misses to be honest with you. Like too, too not experimental because experimental work can also be successful. This was like experimental and not successful. And then I'm Mm -hmm. kind of just like, but it's weird because you go watch some of these YouTube clips and they have like lots and lots of views. Like. hundreds of that like uh, near millions in some cases Mm -hmm. which suggests that there's a really like solid fan base but and they rebooted it on netflix right yeah but but hbo didn't want it
0: that's yeah and and they talk about that i believe bob talks about it on Smartlist and how hbo was
1: also like you can't keep the name mr show they had to rename it for netflix which i thought was very interesting um I like the name with Bob and David way more than I like Mister Show, for what it's worth. Small point, because what did Mister Show yeah. mean anything?
0: I also will say that I really enjoyed the theme song of this show. Like I always was like, okay, it's a jam at least for like two seconds, and then it
1: it's very good. like it's very like impish. The whole show has a very impish quality, <laughs> you know. Like the okay, I, vocabulary I today is. a <laughs> I'm going to make it okay I'm going to make a big swing claim of my own and it will probably end up being false because I'm sure there's lots of there are probably probably tons of fans of this show that it just that that would not agree with this but it just feels like a like an annoying white guy stoner show like straight white guy stoner show you know like
0: yeah yeah
1: and the type of people that are like oh I love like you know and they, they're like this shows so great like it's so iconic and impactful they wouldn't say iconic but they would say like and i'm just like it just missed me i'm sorry it missed me
0: yeah i i i don't disagree i'm hesitant to make big claims in general
1: i do so every like couple months maybe but no you're that's probably wise i mean that like (laughs) no i mean i don't know yeah
0: I mean, there. And going through your notes before, I was like, oh, a lot of these did not age well and like bad. There's a lot of cringy
1: words used in this, and it was just like, whoops. Exactly. yeah. And like, I mean, I, I I can forgive that. Again, this might be controversial to our our listeners, but like, well. I don't want to say forgive. Yes, there is a lot of things that don't It's one.
0: tough because we're going to hit that with
1: Sex and the City, too. And I'm sure some other shows on our list like that were like, OK, it was They're time day capsules. Day. They're definitely time capsules.
0: Right. And it's a tough. Yeah, you don't want to say. I don't know.
1: I don't know what the right rhetoric. Is. I, I guess you what it really does. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not going to forgive, but I will say that it does explain to you just how permissible certain types of humor were.
0: That's a great
1: way of putting it exactly it's like what people
0: could say so openly back then and it just wasn't
1: even a second thought exactly yeah no no totally they could like lots of things were fair game and and now i think rightfully so they've been walked back because it's like no that's mm-hmm. not that, there's no comedy in that you're just otherizing people and you're um yeah yeah you're being mean basically yeah exactly Specifically around like the I mean the ones that, some of the ones that were hardest for me to swallow were like mm-hmm. around mental mental illness or like severe yeah. or, or like any other types of disability. Mm-hmm. Like those are the ones that I was just like, uh I I mean I don't I couldn't stomach any of it really, but um there's a lot of that. Um Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm it doesn't even those. now that i'm saying yeah. this out loud it, yeah okay. it doesn't even make sense to like parse it out it's just like it, a lot of it's just bad
0: let's get into the historical context
1: yeah let's let's change gears <laughs> i find it so hard to talk about the show just because it's like it, it's so unpalatable it's like it's ugh.
0: what did you I don't think also, the other day you we were texting and you were like we're either sluts for vulture or we're like coming for the <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, it's like we're either we're either sluts for vulture or we will not rest until they're dead, buried in the ground. Because because Tessa found this great article that got that guided us through a, a listicle that guided us through the end of the show, thank God. Yeah. Yeah. But um but like I was just like, I don't know. Well, there was also another article that ranked them best to worst. So obviously you can rank anything best to worst, but I I couldn't right. even rank the best Yeah. Anyway, we could yeah, let's, let's yeah, go through some of the history. the history. So I found this awesome article on Slate. That's like a, Ooh. I didn't finish it, but it's an oral history of the show. So they have interviews oh, cool. with lots of, yeah, I'll, I'll send it. We can post it on our socials or something. Yeah. Yeah. But it's great because it's just really interesting. Um, and Bob Odenkirk was a disgruntled SNL writer in 1987 who was not getting asked to perform. They had their kind of favorites at the time. Um, I forget who he said, who was on the cast at the time. Let me see. He said, oh, John Lovitz, Nora Dunn, Jan Hooks, Phil Hartman, Dennis Miller. And then it transitioned to Chris Farley, Adam Sandler, David Spade, Chris Rock. Interesting. And he said that he um, that he wasn't getting asked to perform and he was a performer. Okay. And so he left yeah. and um, he went to go work on the Ben Stiller show, which I've never seen. I haven't either, but
0: I did. I, I got really excited when he appeared in a sketch early on as The Economist. I did enjoy that one. And I think also because it was just Ben Stiller and I love him. So,
1: yeah, yeah. I'd like to watch it because um, Sarah Silverman, whom I lo- like a lot, and
0: she's in this a lot too. She, she's yeah. Like and, and
1: that's, I yeah. think, seeing her and seeing Jack Black helps yeah. me understand it better because yeah. they're obviously like bigger breakout stars. Not yeah. that Bob, um, odenkirk and david cross aren't but like you know these are like big breakout comedy stars who brought some of their alternative sensibilities to their mainstream work and it it made me i could place it i was like okay i'm getting it um i have a note about that later i want to yeah we can talk about that yeah yeah Yeah. but so david cross meanwhile david cross was gaining a following in boston and doing stand-up but he was also finding it hard to cross over and he got an opportunity to write on the Ben Stiller show, I think on an interim basis. Okay. Um, oh, but Sarah Silverman said, I don't think I, I'm, I don't remember if i said this, but she said, quote, that every comedian liked the Ben Stiller show. So I want to watch mm-hmm. it to understand. But yeah. That was so, uh, why everyone liked it so much.
0: Especially when comedians find something funny.
1: I'm always like, you know, when they post that they really enjoyed something,
0: like Ben yeah. Stiller tweeted recently about kyle mooney being in the sketch that got cut and it was one of the funniest things he's ever seen and i was like wow kyle mooney should feel amazing about himself because to get that recognition from someone like ben stiller must mean like there's also an episode of Smartless where woody Arrelson is like saying to um Arnett, like your bit from arrested development is one of the funniest things i've ever seen in my life he's like i can quote that scene so easily and it's just like oh my god to have that recognition from another comedian must feel
1: like you're on top of the world yeah it's also someone as like well-rounded as ben stiller like yeah like he obviously so he had like these kind of these roots and then he obviously was in like tons of Mm rom-coms and just full-on comedies he was the king of that for a while like the you know bigger blockbuster and that directed and now he's like a, now, yeah, now he's like a, like a, you know, what's the, what are they, um like, what, ugh, there's like a word that people use to describe, like good TV, I forget the word, no. <laughs> <laughs> this being a TV podcast, <laughs> just like the, like the critical, dark, I mean, like, you know, uh, people love. Oh yeah, severance is kind of sweet. For sure. not done with it. Yeah, but I'm loving where I'm
0: at so far. So I'm excited.
1: Yeah, it's just he's an impressive, um, impressive person.
0: Also, I really enjoyed his show with um, Paul Dino, Patricia Arquette, um, Escape from Danamora" about the prisoners. Oh, my God. Great show. Like, okay, this guy can fucking direct. He's very talented.
1: Totally. Um, so I know right well, now this is you know,
0: still appreciation.
1: Know, yeah, right. It's <laughs> on <laughs> but I also think he, well, he obviously clearly understands talent too, and understands good acting. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so so, but I lo- I love this. So they met on the show, and they yes. fa- found they liked each other's comedy. Um, and I also think apparently, like in this oral history, they're talking about how they both favored like narrative forward stuff. There are a lot of like very narrative forward sketches where there's like backstory and like come pretty like deep character work and it it's a little bit off-putting because it's just like so off the rails um yeah in a way that is like is this is this i I had a note about it somewhere down that we can get to but i'm like is this like comedy or is this like uh like character study you know Mm -hmm. like it's it's Mm -hmm. that anyway but in the oral history there's this great little anecdote where David Cross was, he said that he was crouching on Janine um couch. I love stories like this. Oh, it's me like, too. People that you that her. She's great also. She's so good. Yeah. Um. And I was like, I'm bored. Do you have any friends who play basketball? And Garofalo said that she knew that Bob Odenkirk liked to play basketball. Awesome. And so, yeah, so she oh. walked over to Bob's place with David and was basically like, do you want to play basketball with him? And he said, no. <laughs> that is incredible that's how they met what a that's how they met yeah um but then they started to work together i guess and and you know appreciated what what the other were doing um
0: great wow
1: so i liked that in terms of the legacy Mm -hmm. um did a bit of research these are just some like some so actually let's skip this verge thing for a second and go down to there's a great Flavor Wire article by someone named Allison Herman, mm-hmm. um, and who talks about a lot of the um, influences uh, or the, mm-hmm. or the programs that were influenced by this, uh, sure. by Mr. Show. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, oh, this was just the, this first note, something I mentioned earlier that, um, you know, that it was on at a time where there were no none of the 10-pole HBO shows that we've come to understand. So yeah. it didn't have anything existed. that existed. Like yeah. yeah, it didn't have the prestige or subscriber base that would come with those shows. Um, but anyway, so so some of the influence, so, so alt comedy, a great example now would be like some Adult Swim or <laughs> some of the more like, you know, the kind of uh, the the most alternative of Adult Swim or even the most mainstream. I mean, you can see it even in some, in, in like, you know, Rick and Morty or like some of these, um, that would be like, you know, that's an obviously very successful show, but there's tons of like really uh, kind of like wackadoodle Adult Swim content that's like gross, you know, <laughs> or just like, like, just like angry and like mean <laughs> that I don't really get. But I also know that it's a huge part of the comedy scene. Um, mm-hmm. So like, I can understand that. Tenacious D, so was, right. I think this is mm-hmm. going to be one that we'll want to talk about. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't know Tenacious D was co-created by Odenkirk and Cross. Um, yeah. What?
0: Oh my God, that makes so much sense. Okay, can I dive in with my thing?
1: then really Let's quick? dive in, yeah.
0: Let's dive in. Okay, so I would like to give a shout out to my roommate, Molly Hamilton for helping me get through this show. Um, mm. She is a wonderful person, an excellent roommate. I came out to her and oh my God, I came out of my room to
1: <laughs> I was like, oh, that's getting interesting.
0: <laughs> Whoa, Tristan turns. So I came out of my room to her and I was like, I can't watch this show. Anymore. I'm really struggling. please watch it with me? So we went out to the living room and watched like five episodes and it was great because i was like thank you like you're giving me camaraderie we're getting through this and she studied dramaturge in college and is an excellent researcher and she was like this like we watched the jeepers Creepers episode in season two and she was like this is very indicative of tenacious d and i was like I don't, I've never seen Tenacious D. So we actually diverted and started watching some of her favorite songs from it. And now I really want to watch it. I loved it. I thought it was so funny, way funnier than Mr. Show. I was laughing. It was very also reminiscent of School of Rock and, you know, Jack Black's like quirky persona. And it's funny because we were trying to figure out the lyricist for the Deeper Screepers song um, in the Mr. Mr. show episode, which was episode three, The Biggest Failure in Broadway History, season two. And it was not the same people who did Tenacious D, but that's cool that they were the co-creators Bob and David of it. That makes a lot more sense because yeah, there's like such a familiarity there.
1: Um, yeah. And, and Jack Brock it, said in this oral history, I don't know if it was a joke and it's hard to kind of glean some of these things because it's just text, but he was like, in a way they kind of launched my career. And but I I just think it's a testament to him as a performer, to be honest yes. with you, because he's, oh, so he's so good. He lights up. Like he lights like when he came does. out on these sketches, I was like, I mean, maybe part of it was like, I mean, I know who, De- who Bob Odenkirk and David Cross are. Like they, mm-hmm. they're people I know, so I don't think it was a like, oh, I know this person effect. Like he was just a magnetic performer, and you could yeah. tell. Yeah. And he elevated the material.
0: I have more shout outs for Molly and how amazing she was watching the show with me, but I, they're relevant to different parts of this. So we can come back
1: to them. But amazing. i so delighted to see that. To, yeah. Watch with friends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. like watch with friends. <laughs> Everyone who
0: knows we're doing this is like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, you're watching so much. And it's like, yeah, no, it can get pretty, uh, pretty draining sometimes.
1: So it's nice. It can. It, it's hard to force feed television, except at the same time, like, I do, like, you know, I've been watching Heartstopper, that Netflix show. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Um, and I'm like, I mean, I'm binging that. And oh, for like sure.
0: It. Oh, I binge. Yeah. This was, this was a tough binge though it was like i could not look forward to it i'm watching the staircase right now and absolutely loving it
1: oh my
0: god let's stay on topic topic?
1: (laughs) but anyways back to back tenacious d tenacious d okay
0: you've got arrested development next absolutely yeah that
1: is so I didn't know that a lot of that some collaborators would go on to direct episodes of that in the later seasons. I think, and also write for. And then obviously we know that David Cross plays Tobias M. Fünke.
0: So funny! He's that's probably the biggest way that I knew David Cross before this. And I and he's an
1: M, he's an MVP. One of the show. It's hard to choose MVPs for of Development. Everyone's yeah. great, but he, he is one he of the standouts. Absolutely. Which was why I was so confused because I hated watching him in this. I mean, he was just grating like chalkboard, like nails on a chalkboard grating, you know. And same with Bob. Okay, uh, can I make another claim? And this is going to sound really mean. And if I ever meet these people, which I probably won't, forget. Hey, but like,
0: we're on the track. We're on the rise to fame. We're gonna take this whole episode to town.
1: Maybe respectfully like yeah they've never been the types of performers bob odenkirk or david cross where i've ever really been like wow or like i'm really excited to see you or like you've really got that special something you know like
0: Mm
1: -hmm. you know i I watched i I have not seen better call saul but i have yeah but i have seen breaking bad which okay is his kid yeah I'm just going well, to Okay. Wait. Yeah. No, I, I guess all that I'm saying, all that I'm saying is I never, like, I've never really felt like as performers that I'm like, wow, like you, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I'm so impressed by you. I've always just found them to be like grating, you know?
0: Um, I, okay. So, so the other shout outs for Molly is that she said, Chris Evans looks like a young Bob Odenkirk and I am floored i totally agree if you Google it oh my god because i was watching the show and i was like "Bala wooden kirk can get it like he's hot no
1: yes i mean i see i see what you're saying but yes. so like and like
0: i i'm gonna do a post putting chris Evans next time because wow i was blown away
1: so maybe he's our Mitch, he's our hoe of the show maybe or yeah mm-hmm.
0: And then the other thing I was going to say that Molly is watching Breaking Bad for the first time right now. So it's been really fun to watch rewatch episodes with her and especially in tandem with watching Mr. Show. And I will say that I'm so happy for Bob Odenkirk and his career that all of his comedy work paid off to earn the role of a lifetime as Saul Goodman, because they definitely didn't know in the beginning of Breaking Bad how important his character would be, let alone to get a spinoff. But his character as this lawyer is so funny, but also nails the dramatics of the show and like becomes such an essential role. And I, I just got really I was like, wow, this is so cool to see someone go from this comedy lifestyle world, like sketches. That's what he does to then getting this like critical darling that is better called Saul and will probably get nominated you know he'll get nominated for an Emmy I think he has before but anyway so I was like this. it's cool to watch him early on knowing that he's got this big thing coming for him because I would agree that earlier I would never have seen him as a performer that's like Jack Black or Sarah Silverman and be like oh my god like these people have this like something about them but seeing him now I, I appreciate the path he's taken
1: hmm. Yeah, that's very forgiving. <laughs> I don't know. I and I, I don't even like Breaking Bad. We're bad cop, I guess we are. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I have. <laughs> I, so a friend of mine, um, named Lucinda, mm-hmm. sat. She was. She was one of my. She was a roommate in college. An old friend. Shout out to Lucinda. Shout um, to Lucinda. She sat me down in college and was like, "You need to watch Breaking Bad," and we watched it, <gasps> and it was. I would not have watched it if someone didn't sit me down in front of the TV and watch it. And then, and there were episodes there, like there were moments where I was like, and then obviously like, you know, um, in retrospect, like I appreciated she, her sitting me down. It, it isn't a show for me that I'm like, yes, you know, (laughs) and, um, anyway, back, but back to, back to the topic at hand. Which I think informs part of my Bob Odenkirk thing because I'm just I think I so too. It. No, it's yeah. relevant.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, so you've got next on here, comedy bang comedy
1: bang bang, bang. bang right? Mm-hmm. Um Paul F. Tompkins mm-hmm. and Scott Ackerman, I guess we're both on the show. Or we're are mm-hmm. a writer's room. we people in writer's room. Okay. Um I've never seen it, but I also know it's a big uh mm-hmm. alt comedy nineties fringe thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or um, also obviously Sarah Silverman program. Yep. Um, community. Uh, I do love community. Yeah. So, Dan Harmon, I guess, was a longtime friend of Dino Stem Stemmatopoulos, who was one of the um writers on the show and also mm-hmm. uh a cast member. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I, and I, I like community, and I'll, I also see how this, this kind of sensibility of this show bleeds over into community, because it is, like, a little bit more alternative, a little bit, like, more out there. There are some, like, pretty mm. out there episodes and characters. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, all this to say, like, it was really, really useful. Shout out to Alice and Herman for breaking down this kind of, like, lineage yes. Because it made me realize, okay, I'm getting, I, I get what this birthed, you know, and also seeing some of these, you know, really, I, I have this cast, but like, yeah, God, yeah, great Ooh, guy, great life. you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Marilyn Radscub, I don't know how to say that her name, but she, I couldn't
0: believe it was her, she,
1: Yeah, and she she's also the announcer in. at the beginning, yeah, yeah. and she, she dated him. Yeah, she dated no. him She's one through
0: well, two. I think. Oh, my God, I, oh my, oh my gosh. gosh, sorry, I know where it's
1: Chloe from twenty four so I was like, chloe, Chloe just coming? yeah she, she, she went funny? out we did she did a lot, i mean, she mm-hmm. she's done a lot I've seen her in tons of things,
0: yeah, wasn't but, she in
1: wasn't she in um the dropout,
0: oh my God, yes, she played um yeah, was, she, the really those white mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Okay. speed round rapid rapid fire thoughts about the about some episodes mm-hmm. um I, uh, okay i did write in a episode when i when i was going through episode one um i i wrote this isn't so much funny as it is like bizarre characters it feels like an acting exercise and like a stream of consciousness like narrative gone gone wild like backstory for days stream of consciousness like just p pe- just like 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 people wanting, like, like, wild, like, just, just, like, act, like, like, crazy actors.
0: Can we post this, Matthew? Because this is so funny. Your notes are so funny. Dear (laughs) listener, yeah, we can't. He reads, yeah,
1: kind of funny.
0: Why are we shouting? Does not age.
1: (laughs) This it is so grating, and but then I wrote Jack Black. Two exclamation points, so funny. Immediately <laughs> elevates the material. Like when he comes on, you're like, Yes, yeah.
0: yes, thank God. <laughs> Everybody's <she> here. <laughs>
1: the gospel moment, he like invites out like a like a like a you know all black gospel choir to sing with him. I'm like, this is so cringe, like this yep. could never work yep. fly today. Yeah. The, there's hey. like they mental patience, like the the gay porn uh, si- season one episode three i found to be
0: homophobic
1: yeah there's homophobic, homophobic. race racist <laughs> yeah um yeah sexist like yeah oh,
0: there's okay yeah so uh, a positive one i did enjoy the uh can kind i of change for a dollar which i believe was in episode one and i was like and again i think like it was funny because i really only had a few that i could think of to list but the they had this common thread through them was that it was a simple premise. It was like a simple thing and it was funny. And it was like, that's where they thrived. Like when they went too outlandish, you're just like, stop. Right.
1: Deep like in in, what No, you're, are we well, doing? You're so right. And what's interesting is um, when we were going through that Vulture article, I think it was like the, the what they said was the number one funniest one, which was- um, The audition. The audition. And and they were like, this one's complex. And like, this one was, this one was like, I'm like, this isn't complex at all. Okay, it's If it's, it's a- not complex. Exactly. I know I rolled my eyes when I
0: read that. I was like, it's not complex. It's a simple premise and it's very funny. Like I've seen the audition before this. I've seen that sketch and it was like, yeah, that's hilarious. Like it's a like, kind of like who's on first bit and that's always going to play well. And then it was just like, this other weird shit, get that out of here. What's going on? Like, sometimes I'd look up if I like lost track of what I was watching and it'd be like, how did we get here? Why is that guy flying? Why do they look like a demon? Like, what is going on?
1: That's too much. Okay, that also needs to be a clip. <laughs> it just, because I'm that automotive. no, that you're so you're so smart, you're so right. Because it's like. No, seriously, uh, it, it's like yes that it like it's a safe it's a safe bet like it makes sense mm-hmm. it it yep it, it it feels like you're you go to a UCB show you go to any old comedy show you know and yep. you see something like that and you're like okay yes I'm laughing because it's simple it's try it like.
0: I could make yeah. the same argument for SNL too. I think their best sketches are when they're simple promises. I've seen some weird shit and then I've seen some stuff that I'm like, that's funny because it's very just like the crux of the joke is there and you don't have to think about it too much. And, you know, we're laughing. It's great.
1: Yeah. And and then I, I did also write, um, wait, where was, oh yeah. The one thing, I, I don't know if I like it so much as I as I noticed it, um, which is that uh, the transitions between sketches? Yeah, you know, there's no like break, clap, new sketch. It's very like, whoa, through the wormhole, suddenly you're in a new universe. Like, yeah, but yeah, together in a really bizarre way that also mm-hmm. makes it hard to watch. I mean, it's a cool concept, but it also makes it hard to watch because you can't come up for air. You're like, mm-hmm. Ooh, fine, yeah. yeah.
0: Molly also made a great point about how it almost limited them. In a lot of ways, having this common theme and having to have all of these sketches relate back to each other hurts them. Versus like just doing random things, like most sketch shows just kind of have like that. Like I I can appreciate the idea of like let's try to make everyone like have this like common wheel throughout. But sometimes it's like no, that's just gonna limit you. Instead of so if someone just had a great idea in the writers room that wasn't relevant to what the other sketches were about, now that's gone to the wayside because you have to do something that make sense with this transition or make sense with keeping this character in there so i thought that was a good point that like it could almost hurt them in some way
1: yeah yeah um anyway so i I really didn't like any of it i was (laughs) (laughs) there's very little that i liked but like i guess the audition (laughs) i thought was fine some of the season four stuff like a, a lot of people were like oh season four is the strongest in the oral history the story of everest i i did the one my one laugh out loud moment, moment was story of everest oh interesting okay i didn't watch it because that's basic <laughs> thi- it's it's a basic physical comedy oh, yeah, yeah yeah you know like yeah um, I, or the mayo starred mustard a must mayo star day one that one was funny oh, wow
0: what did you go through tongue twisters Um, I enjoyed I couldn't find and that's how much I feel bad I just uh, effort here for me was really lacking because I was just like "Eh, whatever I couldn't really find where it fell on the episodes but I did enjoy the one where Bob was playing a news anchor and David was like in the at the news station and he was like pressing him for like what, when will we know more next? And, and Bob is just getting so flustered as a news anchor. And like, I don't know. And it turns into this, like, almost like Tim Robinson feeling. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing here. And it was really funny. I was like, okay, that's, again, simple. simple. News anchor or, who's insecure.
1: It totally. <laughs> and, and similarly, they have another news one on the spot news where the people, where the news, the reporters make their own news. Like they start a fire and then start reporting on the fire that they started yeah that's funny because like exactly Yeah, the new the news format's relatable it's Mm -hmm. it's simple like Mm -hmm. i think some of them are just yeah
0: i know i think the one of them the one of the outlandish ones i did enjoy um was in season three the fad three where they do like the beatles take off and i also love the beatles i love the the documentary on disney that just or that dropped last year, like I was cracking up because I thought they like nailed the expressions of the guys and how little they said. And it was very funny. So that like worked for me. I was like, yeah. but again, you have to know about what they're referencing, which is hard for us, like watching this in 2022 versus when it aired in the nineties. And I feel like there's other things, maybe I could have appreciated more if I knew what the pop culture reference was. This one I knew the Beatles, so I was like, "All right, this is pretty funny." But if there's something I I don't get the reference, I'm like, "I'm maybe it's funny to someone else, but I just don't understand what they're talking about." But that one yeah. worked
1: for me. Like, yeah. yeah, I I don't even know. Like, so, I mean, in the oral history, they're talking about the Jeepers Creepers. Um, but
0: I I like that one too. That that was. Because he's a Jesus Christ superstar, right? Like,
1: right. I mean, I like the theatricality of it. Um, Like, Jack I Park thought Park. that was good, and Jack Black's amazing. But apparently, he yeah. was referencing some—I forget what they called it. Sarah Silverman said, um, hang on, let me just find it really quick because it was kind of interesting." She was mm-hmm. like,
0: "Yeah," because that one—that whole Broadway episode was clever, I would say. Oh
1: yeah, they—they they said it was a smart satirical. Um, somebody said it was a smart satirical look at what was happening with slackerdom. I've never heard of slackerdom before, but it's apparently like, uh, it's an urban, I looked it up on urban dictionary. It's about like slacker culture, oh, which I guess was a big part Oh, of the
0: oh. well, yeah, didn't get that. I thought it was Jesus Christ Superstar was the reference because of him or like, there, <laughs> in, in the music. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There was one kind of funny one that I thought was, I mean, some people might. Think it was offensive, but there's one son. There's one season two episode two where David um or Bob plays the son, and the parents are like, "They're like, son, you're gay," and he's like, "Oh yeah, that one is actually funny." I, yeah,
0: I they agree. flipped
1: yeah. it on its head. Yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, they're posting posters all over town talking yeah. about yeah. it. plays <laughs> the dad, but he was like, "No gay son of mine is gonna pretend that he's not gay." <laughs> yeah anyway. I mean, that one
0: was funny, yeah that was, yeah yeah that was that was not offensive and funny i I didn't think it was offensive, but
1: yeah it was it was all oh, it was this show, I would say it's only like twenty five percent funny <laughs> bu- bad we need to publish
0: these notes. I can't this is making me laugh I gotta yeah, we're getting
1: it. I just wrote so something that I just wrote, no <laughs> okay, uh, okay, anything else you to- wanna say, no just i
0: want to move on to the larry sanders show i'm like i'm excited i'm like get me something new to watch I... is that next yeah i'm like okay Let's try it and yep. we're in the leftovers, which I'm really stoked about. Oh, I,
1: prestige. That's the word. Prestige Shelving. And finally, we're back to some prestige.
0: That me some shirtless Justin Thoreau freaking <laughs> out in the street. Because,
1: whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ready for that.
0: Okay. Ho of the show. Um, Matthew, you go first
1: because this is hilarious. I don't have that I can not I I I I c I can't, I don't yeah. find either of them like on a on a basic level, there are some recurring characters on this um so but but none memorable enough that I could be like that character is the Mm hoe I don't like any of the actors (gasps) maybe Jack Black because he's just so talented so charming Mm -hmm. so magnetic um whenever he came out I was like cheer I've always liked Jack Black
0: okay irrelevant but relevant to Jack Black I think you'll enjoy this there was a tweet that was like Thank God Nancy Myers casted Jack Black in the holiday because he is a true rom com lead and we never see him in that.
1: And cute. So cute. So cute. So fun. And some people were like, oh, that's so fair. Like, you know, uh, Cameron Diaz gets Jude Law and Kate Winslet gets Jack Black. I was like, what the fuck? Like, Kate Winslet wins here. Winner. Like,
0: winner. He's charming, funny, compassionate. The scene, they're walking through Blockbusters, and he's singing all of the the theme songs. To each, I was like, marry this man,
1: <laughs> and he's cute too. Like, so I don't know. Cute. I think that he's great and t- and talented. And every time he showed up on this thing, I was like, thank God. Thank God.
0: Yep. Um. Yeah. I put uh five question marks, and then I wrote David. I think with four question marks. Um. And that's mostly because of the sketch when, um basically Bob and his wife are both having an affair and they don't realize that it's with David. And then it comes out that David's having an affair with like everybody in the house and everybody on the neighborhood. I mean, it was kind of funny, but I was like, I guess David would be the hoe of the show if I had to pick one. But I will, I stand by, I think young Bob Odenkirk can get it.
1: I I do. I mean, he can get it more than young David Cross, but.
0: Yeah, yeah, agreed there
1: too. No, Uh,
0: there's- okay Uh, um okay i want to go first because i love mine Mm -hmm. i give a shout out to principal ava coleman from abbott elementary who's played by janelle james Abbott elementary is one of the funny shows i've seen in a long time and to once again thank our sponsor raleigh hamilton recommending Abba Elementary to me because I love that show I've already watched it twice through it is like my new comfort show I think it's so brilliant it's raising the bar for network comedy it is so funny and she specifically I think every time she's on screen she steals a scene her facial expressions she's great I absolutely adore her watch this show so good
1: I agree. Great pick. She she is awesome. The show is great. The show and is it, great. The show is great. It's an <laughs> example of when network comedy, like kills it. You know,
0: hundred percent
1: great and, reading and like nails the, the assignment. Yeah, yeah, nails the yeah. assignment. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and she is probably MVP.
0: She makes me laugh so hard. I literally have to pause it so I don't miss the next line. Yeah, if I'm laughing too hard. She's they- awesome.
1: I hope she gets an Emmy Emmy nom. I think she might. Yeah, yeah. I really hope so. She is brilliant, brill brilliant. Um, mine, great, great pick. Great Thank pick. you. Um, What's mine that? is Brian Brian Jordan Alvarez. Um, do you know Brian Jordan Alvarez? No, I okay, don't. Okay, so he got a big. He had a a web series, um, called "The Gay and Wondrous Life of Caleb Gallo," which is a an incredible, incredible, um web series mm-hmm. uh i guess you could call it alternative comedy but not in the sense of this because it's yeah. it's, it's, a, it's <laughs> a queer show it has a very queer mm-hmm. sensibility but also mm-hmm. content wise is about queer characters but the the show it is genius i can't recommend it enough it is so oh, funny okay. he's this the writer creator star he he's made lots of digital uh web based um sketches um and then I want, I'm trying to figure out what, what was, what would be his breakout, but he was, he had a star, he he was a, a supporting or um, recurring character on the reboot of Will and Grace. I think he was playing. Oh, like,
0: cool. Okay.
1: One of the characters' boyfriends or something. So he's had like a little bit of um, larger exposure. Sorry. Yeah. I um, thought <laughs> you were gesturing to the exposure. <laughs> but. But so he's incredible. He's hysterical. But I'm I want I'm shouting him out because his TikTok yeah. the the these days is like I think some of the funniest TikTok comedy, sketch comedy character work that I've seen on TikTok, period. Mm-hmm. He he Follows, yeah he has this cast of characters. Um shout out to the TJ Mac husband and his wife. When you watch it, you'll know what I'm talking about. Okay. Okay. He just, he has created these characters and such wacky scenarios and like, I guess now I'm, I'm saying all the things that I hated about this show that he does really well in a way. Well, I,
0: I think it's funny how both of our picks are comedy, people like comedian, you know, and that we like gravitated towards different types of comedies from this and just maybe speaks to what we enjoy more. And that's okay. Great. Like, well said. Yeah, we're not yeah. gonna enjoy every show on this top ten. It's a, it's an experiment for sure. But it is cool to shout out things like, yeah, this guy is clearly killing it, and it's just rising. I'm definitely yeah. gonna follow. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Well, Matthew, we did it. We got through it.
1: This will be a short one. <laughs>
0: yeah, it is gonna be short and sweet. We are on to see another day.
1: Yeah, slay another day. Slick. <laughs> um Don't yes till next time everyone. Thanks.
0: Thanks for listening to today's episode. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at official underscore HB Hose, music created by CFB.
1: Perfect. You're bored for the radio, baby.
0: Am I? <laughs> oh, 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 oh